If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty, Extra Large, featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. fan like I am, but yet I have not yet watched any NBA. Tonight's the night to watch because the Warriors Rockets series, this has been going on for years now as they've gotten more animosity toward each other. They keep running into each other in the playoffs. The Warriors always beat them. Uh, a narrative has built, whether you believe it or not, that the, the, the refs in the league are in it for the Warriors to make sure that the Golden State Warriors win. Yes. The Rockets are complaining. People are being fined. Technicals thrown. Coaches fix, fix. Co- coaches blaming other coaches. Mm. And so I think there will be fighting tonight and pushing and shoving and injections and the whole thing. You watch the NBA. I'm watching the NRA. A dramatic power struggle going on within the organization as they meet. Uh, we'll have a quick report on that coming up later in the half hour. Well, it reminds me. I just saw Charlize Theron up on the TV. She's got a new movie out, so... I don't know why she's telling this story right when she has a new movie out. I guess it helps her. But anyway, she's told the story about her first uh, audition as a 19-year-old in Hollywood. And mm. guess guess how it went. Oh, I'll tell boy. you that later. God, it's just what a sick culture that is. Oh, yeah. And yet they lecture us all the time on how we ought to live. I have in front of my me a list. I'm in front of mine. I have in front of me a list. 
the top 50 sexiest accents in the world, mm. ranked 50 to 1. That seems like a too long a list, although I will tell you the 50th ranked accent, New Jersey. Oh, what's up? Yeah. Now, these... This this kind of Eastern European is is definitely the the least sexy accent I think. So number fifty. Unless you're Count Dracula. Number fifty Croatian. Number forty nine Romanian. Number forty uh, six German. So a lot of that sort of sound. It's just too. You know, German is not a sexy accent. It just everything everything sounds like it's being shouted at you and you're being ordered around no matter what they're talking about. Mm. Romanian would be uh, Count Dracula. Am I correct? I think so. Yeah. Transylvania. Can you? I'm what gonna, are you doing tonight? I'm going to see if you can do any of the top five sexiest accents for us. Oh Give boy, us an idea. this will go well. <laughs> well, I'll start at six because I no, think you, I'm no, not even going to try. I'll start at seven because you can do seven. Uh oh. <laughs> Number seven, French. We. Oui. <laughs> oh, that was sexy. Uh, how dare you? Oh, the uh, language you know of love. I'll start at number nine, actually. Okay. Number nine, U.S. Southern accent. That is a sexy accent. Uh, you know, we lived in the South for a while, mm. and that's that's a thing. There's no doubt about Jack, it. Jack, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a straight man, and I will tell you, yes, I found I find women from the South uh, their their lilting voices to be quite alluring. I wonder, has anybody ever studied that? Why that is? I don't know. What is it about that? Is it that the ladies of the South are a little more ladylike than? Say some, again, sorry, New Jersey, I, my, my family wellspring is actually New Jersey, but gum-chomping mall girl from uh, New Jersey, that's not as sexy to me. Why? And also the dudes, because this is not just about uh, girls. A lot, right. of, a lot of your country stars with the southern accents seem to uh, do pretty well in mm. the in sexy category. Yeah. Number seven, French, you hit us with a wee. Is you have any eh, more? Not really. No. <laughs> Number six, Scottish. Mm. I wish I could do a good Scottish accent, because it's hilarious. Scottish is sexy. Yeah, okay. Is Sean Connery. Scottish, the guy who mows the lawn in The Simpsons for the school. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Groundskeeper Willie. Willie. Yeah. Who's also ripped, which may have to do with his sex appeal. I mean, he is, he is shredded. Um, do we have any uh, Groundskeeper Willie or, or the uh, the big fat uh, Scotch character from the Mike Myers movie? Do we have that? Heed! Heed! <laughs> that doesn't sound sexy. Uh, do, do number five, Australian. Get in my belly. Do some number I know, five, I, No, I can't. You sure you can? <laughs> no, I can't. Gentlemen, this is democracy manifest. I can't tell Australian from English the way a lot of people can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't. Yeah, that's funny. That's that's like hearing blindness. Uh, Crikey. Number four, Italian. Surely, it's, it's a sexy accent. Surely you What's can, the matter, you? Surely you can do number three. You claim this heritage, Irish. Nah, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I be, think we just have a confidence problem. Be, we well, do. we clearly do. <laughs> be Gora. <laughs> Would you like to have sex with me? It comes and goes. If I'm on the spot, though, I get nervous and I can't do it. Okay. Number two, South African. I can't tell South African from Australian from English. They all uh, sound the same. Lara Logan. Right. South but, but, African but, accent. She can talk however she wants, and she'd still be sexy. Right? Yeah, there's that. I mean, so that's it's like the groundskeeper Willie factor. The only thing I can say <laughs> in a South African accent is South African. <laughs> yeah, 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 I hear that. Oh, you know yeah. what I found there out There are a number of South African models. Though. I don't want to steal anybody's thunder, because I noticed something about an accent recently, but go ahead. You can hit the, the sexiest one. Number one. Australian's extremely sexy, by the way. Kiwi. New Zealanders. That's the New Zealand That's interesting, because that's the one I was going to comment on. I've Which noticed, is similar to Australian, I guess? It is. is. It? I don't it's know. It's subtly yeah. different. I noticed one thing. They pronounce uh, short E's eh. as E's. Um, too many deeths. 
That's the most notable part of the New Zealand accent, and I'm sorry to say it's because of the, the terrible shooting. Do you want to hear a New Zealand news team oh, talk yeah. about these accents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, an international travel site has named the Kiwi accent as the sexiest accent in the world. I know, what a crack-up. It beat off 49 other contenders for the top spot. So those diphthongs and triphthongs and dark L's and rising intonation are said to be sexier than the French accent, number seven, by the way, and the Irish accent at number three. Now, uh, you know, I know uh, that us Kiwis find it very hard to take a compliment. Really? We may see our accent as being anything but sexy. Sixty. Yeah, I get that. Sixty. Yeah. So, like, New York finished 44th, fast and hypernasal, uh, German harsh, but clear. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, so... Mm. I, I don't... I, I gotta disagree. Learn and adopt an accent from, uh, like, Australia or New Zealand or whatever, if you're... And if you meet somebody from there, try it at them loudly. And laughing as if it's funny. It's not. When I went to, uh, I spent a week in London uh, in my 20s, and my favorite thing to do at the pubs was I would bet people a pint. That's what they call a glass of beer over there in London. <laughs> Nobody knows uh, why. Thank you for that. I, I would bet people a pint that I could do a better British accent than they could do an American one. Oh, that's a good one. And then we, it was like, it, we all just end up buying each other drinks or whatever, but yeah. it was just a, it was just a fun thing to do, and there is nothing funnier to me than hearing people do American accents. I know. I, I find that hilarious also. I would love a glass of water. They just really <laughs> emphasize the R's. Right. <laughs> right. That would be very amusing. I'll never forget a, an episode of The Letterman Show way back in the day when he had some sort of big, strong British actor on. And this guy was a, uh, he was a, a uh, what do you call it, a, a healing alcoholic, a recovering alcoholic. He had a terrible <laughs> drinking problem. He was a legendary drunk, but he was sober now. And um, he did this bit that he thought was hilarious of a big dumb American with an American accent, and the crowd's just like, and not funny. No. No, don't belittle us like that, and it's not funny. And Letterman's essentially, that's not funny. And this guy gets miffed and kind of angry. And Letterman said, "You're, I'm sorry, you're pissed. You're clearly pissed. Which is British slang for drunk. And the guy said, I'm not pissed. And Letterman you're clearly pissed. And so they got in, and this guy stood up, and he was going to beat the hell out of Letterman. I don't know if you remember, he got up and he loomed over him and cocked a fist. He was going to punch him in the face because he thought Letterman was saying he was drinking again. And he was all angry, and the the, the accent, and the... uh, Not good. Don't imitate other people's accents. Unless it's on a radio show, and it's amusing. But I'll never forget that that clip. Because I was saying, can somebody shout from the side... That's a British slang for drunk. He thinks you're calling him drunk. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Nope. The darker side of hilarious accents from Joe Getty. Yeah. (laughs) We'll never forget it. Haunts my dreams. So coming up, we've got a reporter to talk about Royal Baby Watch. Is that right? I'm leaving. Is that what it is? Now, there's a power struggle within the NRA going on right now, and it's not clear to me exactly what's happening. Uh, Plus that, uh, what's that Netflix show about suicide? Yeah. So the NIH out with a report yesterday, our own government said, hey, this TV show called, caused a lot of people to kill themselves, it would sure look like. Oh, boy. the NIH is? Yeah. Woo. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. What do you do if a book or a movie or a TV show or whatever is leading to more people committing suicide? Uh, according to the National Institute of Health, with a report that came out yesterday, a Netflix show did that. We'll have details on that coming up. Yep, troubling. Clayton Neville joins us. Clayton's a correspondent for Westwood One News, reporting on the NRA's leadership drama in Indianapolis. Uh, Clayton, welcome. How are you? Guys, appreciate it. I think drama is certainly the right word here. What is happening? Uh, what Give folks who don't uh, follow this a, a brief understanding of, of who's uh, fighting who. All right, so let's paint some background here. The NRA convention was over the weekend in Indianapolis, and that kind of set the stage for what happened. And that was that uh, Oliver North, the president of the NRA, said that he will not be president for a second term, basically stepping down from the organization, accusing some of the higher officials of financial misconduct. Wayne LaPierre, the CEO of the NRA, and Oliver North are obviously feuding. There's been a lot of talk of financial misconduct within the organization. Meanwhile, the New York Attorney General is investigating the NRA and their tax-exempt status, seeing if they are living up to what a nonprofit organization should be. So that's the background here. The announcement came over the weekend that North would not be president for a second term, and then just like that, Wayne LaPierre, uh, was voted unanimously as the CEO again. That was yesterday. And Carolyn Meadows will replace Oliver North as the president. So lots of back and forth between higher-up leadership, the president even getting in on this, saying the NRA needs to clean up its act. Do we have any idea how substantive the claims of financial mismanagement are? Well, you know, the accusations have certainly been there for some time. The New York Attorney General said before she even was elected to office that one of her campaign promises was to investigate the tax-exempt status of the NRA. So it's been in question for a while. As far as how legitimate is it, I certainly think there's legitimate concerns. Whether or not anything will come of it, we'll certainly see. But we'll leave it there. I'd say there are legitimate concerns from some officials, not only in New York, uh, but across the country, and some senior members with the, in the NRA are saying now they're going to get to the bottom of it if there is, in fact, financial misconduct going on. Sounds good. Clayton Neville of Westwood One. Thanks, Clayton. Thanks. I'll tell you this very briefly. There's an enormous amount of money washing around in the NRA, so it's absolutely worth making sure, sure. the finances are run correctly because power corrupts. On the other hand, this New York Attorney General, that's such clear grandstanding. Well, I mean, the, you go after the NRA as a, as yeah. a, a Democrat. But mm-hmm. the, the problem with that whole tax-exempt status thing is there are so many organizations that get tax-exempt status, which you only get if you stay out of politics. Right. And uh, there are tons of organizations that always push people the same direction politically but mm-hmm. get tax-exempt status. I mean, there's a bunch of them, including the NRA. Right. So I don't know we you know how how we work that out. Yet another aspect of campaign finance that's practically impossible to nail down in a realistic way, mm-hmm. a reasonable way. So is this what show with that pesky First Amendment and all? I only watch kids shows on Netflix. This is not well, not specifically a kids show. Uh, Netflix had a show called Thirteen Reasons Why. It was released two years ago, depicting the life of a teenage girl who decided to kill herself. Um, and, uh, she sent out notes or whatever to all these people that the premise of the show is, uh, a, a high school girl commits suicide, leaves behind tapes to friends and enemies alike that kind of explain the, 
specifically related to people who created the context of her life, which led her to yeah, do that. This is why I'm killing myself. Here's one of the reasons, because you, you, one time you blank the blank. Um, so uh, that 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 theme is troubling, right? I mean, it uh, kind of gets into the old school shooter manifesto thing. Here's a, you make me so mad I did this, and you're to blame. And if you got that, you can see how if you got that word out to uh, to troubled kids, that might sound appealing. Well, anyway, there were warnings at the time from educators and psychologists that the program could lead to copycat suicides. Now the NIH is out with a report that says that certainly may have been warranted. And the month following the show's debut, there was a 29% increase in suicide among Americans aged 10 to 17. Great Scott! Said a study published in the Journal of the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry. The number of suicides was greater than seen in any single month over a five-year period researchers examined. Holy cow! I mean, that's that's a... Be a heck of a coincidence if that weren't the reason. That's horrific. Over the rest of the year, there were 195 more youth size suicides than expected, giving historical trends. Almost 200 more than they would have expected. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I, the I, study I, found that boys were far more likely than girls to kill themselves after the show debuted. Uh, suicide rates for females did increase, but not statistically enough. Blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, I remember when it came out. The criticism was. This show makes suicide seem like a reasonable conclusion to the chain of logic and events and relationships. That it 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 ties them together in a way that makes sense. Oh, okay, yeah. So you killed yourself. In and, and listen, there are causes, and and usually the the most important cause is depression and and mental illness, not specific transactions with specific people you know maybe that triggers it but yeah i just i was intensely uncomfortable with this show when i read about it when it came out especially because it's watched heavily by kids adolescents the warning at the time from the national association of school psychologists was we do not recommend that vulnerable youth especially those who have any degree of suicidal ideation watch the series its powerful storytelling may lead impressionable viewers to romanticize the choices right. made by the characters and or develop revenge fantasies. Um, but, man, those statistics would, would lead you to believe that it, well, it did that. It did that. Yeah, yeah. And so what do you do with that information? Um, who, who? Who? Anybody. Society. A viewer? Well, as a viewer, yeah, but it's society. The is there any way to stop shows that we that um, professionals believe are, is going to lead to more suicides, and then does? Yeah, I think there ought to be social pressure. I mean, it's you know, our society is so dumb at this point. If you see something, say something mildly insensitive on Twitter, there will be thousands of people who try to get you fired from your job. If you're unleashing entertainment that makes children kill themselves, you can't really stir people to care. Um, yeah, I, I think Netflix ought to pull the show immediately and never air it again. Right now, it's in its third season, I think, or uh, fourth season, something like that. Two seasons have uh, have aired, quote unquote. The third one is coming later this year. Oh, great! Something to look forward to. It's just a terrible idea. God, if there's one thing I can do for my kids, and I know I can't, I can try, but it, everybody wants to do this, is to d- d- explain to them how meaningless that period of their life from like age 12 to 20 is going to seem someday. I mean, it just is not that important. Hey, Netflix, That's why, not don't the way you, we're built. why don't you trot out a show called Why I Raped Her? 
You know, the steps leading to raping a woman. And, and have it make sense. Go ahead. So you're blaming Netflix? You think they're to rape some... Hell yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So we were just talking about how the uh, NIH government agency believes that this Netflix show led more young people to commit suicide. By the hundreds. And you think Netflix should be on the hook for that a little bit? Well, yeah. They ought to end it. Take the show off the air. It's dangerous. It's well-intentioned because, you know, the message of the show is be kind to people. Don't, you know, don't be cruel and gossipy and rapey and the rest of it because it really hurts people. You know, okay, that's a lovely message, but it's just so focused on suicide and portrays suicide and the rest of it, which experts say is really dangerous with impressionable youths. You don't want to do that. Hmm. It's incredibly irresponsible. And and listen, you thought it would help. I have a feeling y'all are good people who put the show together. But now it would seem undeniable that it's it's just it's dangerous. It should not be watched by young people, adolescents. Yank it. I don't care how much money you're making. I don't care how popular it is. Stop airing it. You got some show encouraging rape? And it turns out people are raping by the hundreds more than could be expected. You got some show about, you know, I don't know, some mean Jews, and all of a sudden you got a lot of anti-Semitic attacks. You got to take that thing off the air. Come on, Netflix. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, there are street battles raging in the streets of the capital city of Venezuela as an apparent coup is underway. Venezuelan opposition leader Juan Guaido is trying to force out the president, Nicolas Maduro, by force. In his video message, Guaido said he had the support of troops to begin what he called the final phase to end Maduro's presidency. Our friend Ian Bremmer just tweeted out a video of, uh, like, one guy in uniform crossing the street and arresting another guy in uniform. Uh, that would be a tough one. You're in the military and you got to decide, you know, all I want to be able to do is go home at the end of the day to my wife and kids. So I just want to be on whichever side's going to be in charge at the end of the day. Right. Y'all can worry about this. I got more earthy needs. That'd be a tough one. Senator Marco Rubio urging the Venezuelan people to take to the streets in support of a what he called legitimate constitutional government. That would be Guaido's opposition government. So he has joined in, and Russia President uh, Putin has just been heard from after meeting with his Security Council. Russia is saying that uh, in Venezuela, their troops that are there will not interfere in the situation, even as tensions soar. Good move. Yeah. Mm. So Russia has got soldiers there. God, it's incredible. US... I'm glad he's decided to keep them out, because that would be a very provocative move. A U.S. military veteran who served in Afghanistan, arrested in Los Angeles for allegedly plotting ISIS-style attacks. Ryan Young with the FBI says the 26-year-old had apparently been plotting for weeks. In addition, the defendant expressed a desire to retaliate for the New Zealand attack. The defendant claimed he would swear allegiance to ISIS if they formed in the United States and praised the leader of ISIS, al-Baghdadi. Domingo, in recorded conversations with the source, talked about attacking churches, Jews, police, and military officers. They're claiming he wanted to use a pressure cooker bomb packed with nails to kill and injure people. He was arrested last Friday. Similar to the story we were talking about yesterday, though, there's a trial in Chicago right now 
over a guy that, that may not have the mental uh, ability to make these sorts of decisions that they deemed a terrorist and arrested and everything like that. This guy, who, did this guy on his own come up with the idea of a pressure cooker and trying to get a hold of it? Or was it introduced to him by the feds? I just always wonder how these things played out. You almost have to see transcripts right. of all the conversations. And are they the same thing ultimately in the end? If you find some angry lunatic somewhere and say, hey, how'd you like to kill a whole bunch of Jews or Americans or whatever? I can get you a pressure cooker. I mean, I don't know. I'd like to know how these things work well, out. Well, the early reports that I saw say that he did not know how to make bombs, but apparently he connected with an undercover agent who said, hey, we could probably sell you some. He ordered them, and they arrived, and they were inert. I mean, they were they were dummies. I don't want to call, come off as pro-terrorist. I just no, I don't, absolutely I don't not. know where... It's a legitimate technique. Yeah. Just where does it end? Where does the, this is legitimately um, ascertaining somebody's goals and, and how dangerous they are, and to what extent is it leading morons down the garden path? Meanwhile, the head it's of... a tough call. The head of ISIS, Abu al-Baghdadi, appeared in a video released by the extremist group. First time he's been seen in video since 2014. Got a dyed beard. Kind of a Neapolitan look. It's gray, then it's black, then it's red. It's bold. I wonder, I wonder where he is. I wonder how he's feeling about his caliphate, that is, he's got no territory anymore. Right. Um, and not near as many people. I wonder what he's up to. He's no longer committing unspeakable acts of horror against entire populations. Oh, yeah, one of the worst groups that have ever existed on the planet. Al-Baghdadi acknowledged ISIS, which held that uh, significant swath of territory, had been defeated in its last stronghold in Syria, but he vowed that there would be what he called a long battle ahead. So that's basically, he's out there trying to sell the uh, continuing ISIS uh, revolution to the world. And reports of Woodstock 50's death might be premature. The festival's principal investor said the event's been called off, but the Woodstock co-founder and 50th anniversary organizer says the three-day music festival is a go. The plans are to still have it August 16th through the 18th at Watkins Glen in upstate New York. It turns out more than $30 million had already been spent on the festival lineup, which included Jay-Z, The Killers, Imagine Dragons, Miley Cyrus, and more. Okay, so that's going after a younger crowd. Because yeah. if you were 20 at Woodstock, you'd be 70 now. Yeah. So you, you aren't necessarily into The Killers and Jay-Z. You might be. Does this have anything to do with the original festival other than the location and the name? Because I mean, there's a good big point. giant rock festival every third week. Right? Very good point. I mean, and who cares? At, at what point, what's, what are you doing here? And Watkins <laughs> Glen was not the original location. So it's a different location. Yeah. In upstate New All York, right, though, please. still. I'm, I'm okay. done yeah, hearing yeah, about yeah. this. Anyway, that's your news. I'm Marshall. here. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. If Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Jimi Hendrix show up at Yasger's farm, right. then, then put it in the news. Yeah. But a different there festival... With different people in a different location. <laughs> hey, that's just advertisement. Here's my summer vacation plans. I'm going to go to D.C., stand on the National Mall, and, and call it the I Have a Dream speech. He's got nothing to do with it. Hmm. Just dumb, Marshall. Quit bringing us dumb <laughs> stories. <laughs> so CNN out with a poll this morning that is super good news for Biden. I'll tell you that. This is uh, a poll taken after his launch. We'll hit you with the headlines quickly on that as we are still 553 days away from the election, which is a long time. I don't know how you count time, 
That's a long time. You're listening Why to the, one of those tortoises that lives 150 years. <laughs> right. A lot of time. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of nation. the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. As part of a defense conference, NASA this week will be simulating what would happen if an asteroid struck Earth. Said NASA, it would be like a... Ah! <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's how I'd be. Yeah, no kidding. So we won't kill I, you. I would just be sitting there looking at the sky thinking, I wonder if this is going to hurt. <laughs> That's not coming for me, is it? I wonder where that's going to hit. <laughs> Hope it doesn't hit here. <laughs> I'm a very practical man. I think 90% of all species were wiped out by the giant meteor that hit 60-some million years ago. So the saying there's a chance. <laughs> so it'd be devastating. So this is how it ends, huh? You might think. I'll be darned. Yeah. Me Not in the nuclear war. Space. Me and the dinos. Something in common. Let's yeah. go. Right. Uh, 553 days to the election. Keep that in mind. But new poll out from CNN today with Joe Biden increasing his lead since his announcement last week. He's at 39%. Bernie way back at 15. And uh, Bernie's had no movement for a long time. Because he's old. <laughs> back up. <laughs> More. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Michelangelo, board operator. More brand or less brand or something. Get your brand right. Get your brand on. There, there are some pundits who think Bernie has got about everybody he can get. I mean, he's got almost 100% name recognition in the Democratic Party. And that's that, true. And that's how many people are into him, about 15%. I will tell you this. When you said there's a pullout and it's good news for Biden, I was thinking it's the second day of the baseball season. Don't tell me the Mets have won two in a row and will probably be in the series. Player X is on pace to hit 400 home runs because he had two good games. I will tell you this. You know, everybody who announces gets a little bump. But Biden at 39 towering over, well, Bernie's got 15, which is twice as much as anybody else. Here's uh, your... Focahontas, uh, Mayor Pete, Kamala Harris, and everybody knows what Biden is. He's got near universal name recognition. So that tells me an enormous swath of the Democratic Party is saying, yeah, kind of an old conservative white guy's fine. Yeah, and maybe his taking it to Trump immediately. Moderate, not concerned. Maybe his taking it Trump up to immediately was, you know, the number one thing that polls is whoever will beat Trump. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. And he took it to Trump right off the bat. Here's the analysis from CNN on their own poll. The hidden Democratic Party is uh, rising up and saying, here we are, basically. The majority of Democrats are Biden-type people. They're not Bernie-type people right. or AOC-type people. That's just a fact. Yep. It's not what the media wants it to be. It's not what young people want it to be, but it's what the truth is. Young people need to be quiet. Listen to Seen, this. Seen, not heard. Get to work or school or working at school. This is not about the presidential election. This is about what America is right now, I think, which is significant. A majority of Democrats are over the age of 50. At least a half of Democrats call themselves moderate or conservative. You'd never take that from the media. No. Half of Democrats call themselves moderate or conservative. Wow. Not only not on the progressive end, they're certainly not calling themselves socialists. 
And a majority of Democrats lack a college degree. There's another thing that you don't think about. A majority of Democrats lack a college degree. Hmm. So, anyway. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking about this the other day. I can't even remember why. A personal conversation in real life about the uh, the notability bi- uh, uh, bias. Things are notable because they're rare. And the news, obviously, specializes in what is notable. Man pets dog is not going to make... Well, the old joke is uh, man bites dog makes the news because it's notable. But when you have notable 24-7, 365, meaning rarities are constantly shoved in your face, you begin to think the rarity is common and and you're in danger from it. Interesting. The old uh, flip around, the old... uh... I don't know what it is. Nah, clearly you don't. It takes one to know one. Right. I don't know. You, you tricked me somehow. <laughs> but, yeah, that's why people's, uh, people are so terrified of their child being abducted. Since it almost never happens, every time it happens, it's in the news all the time. You know, I was talking about this uh, a few minutes ago. and I am not trying to make a specific point with this. I'm actually, for some reason, I woke up extra sleepy and dumb feeling this morning. You ever have those days? Uh, and so I, I just, I'm not sure what to think. There was a shooting in, I can't remember if it was Philly, if it was Chicago. I, I never feel it. dumber. You feel dumber some days? Yes. I feel older. Like my body, I just think, God, did I age 15 years overnight? But mm. I, I don't usually feel dumber. No, Maybe I just, it's because I'm oh, yeah. so down there. Wow. To... That's sad. Uh, yeah, to me, it's like, uh, you know, some days your golf swing's clicking, and some days it's not. Some days my brain is just really firing. I'm firing all cylinders. Is it the morning what after? happened to that clip? That's my favorite clip. Is it the morning after you really hit the gonge? Uh, that used to be. Uh, but no, some days I, I don't feel particularly sharp, and this morning was one of those mornings, but... I was thinking about there was a shooting. Uh, there were a bunch of people gathered barbecuing in, like, you know, it was a, an area with tiny front yards. They were more or less on the the, uh, the curb, uh, a neighborhood barbecue. And a guy started randomly shooting into the crowd, and he killed one person and injured seven, which was actually a greater bloodletting than the awful, unthinkable shooting at the uh, Poway, California, uh, Chabad, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, it got zero coverage. I mean, practically speaking, no coverage. Every bit as much loss of life and everything. What is that bias? Now, I get ideological killings are different than like a gang killing or a personal beef killing. Is it that people who live reasonable, respectable lives could be the victim of the one more easily than the other? There are plenty of innocents who are included, though, in that that street corner shooting. They didn't have the beef. They weren't involved. They were innocent people and decent people. Is it an urban thing? It was a black people thing. Is that it? I don't know. The media are wildly liberal. I mean, 10 to 1, died in the wool, crazy liberal. So you wouldn't think it would be racial bias unless it's unconscious bias. I just don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm intrigued by the question. Back to the CNN poll. You'll be happy to know this, Joe. The debates are just a month away, and 17 Democrats have qualified for the debates as of today's CNN poll. Because part of it is you have to get at least 1% in three straight major polls. Three straight. I'm sure they have a roster of which ones count. Yeah, now. exactly. They came up with that on their okay. own. Okay, so 17, seventeen. That's enough. But you got a couple of people that haven't quite made the list yet, including Mayor Wayne Messman, Representative oh, Seth come Moulton, on. come on, Messman, and Marianne Messman and Williams. Moulton, M&M, I call him. and Marianne Williamson. 
She's the third. Animal. I had never even heard these names. Mm. Did you know they were running? Miriam and what? That was a law firm you just said, right? Moulton I heard of the other day. Good for you. Marianne Williamson, well, I'd never that's... heard of. She got 1% in this poll. She just needs two more to make the debate stage. Then you got Mayor Wayne Messman and Seth Moulton. Mayor Wayne know. Messman. What's he mayor and of? And the fact that I haven't heard Does of anybody him know? doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean they don't qualify or anything like that. I mean, they, 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 they couldn't be president. I just... There are more. I call, I follow this fairly closely. Yeah, and I, of I didn't know these names. Miramar, Florida. Ah, fine, fine town. Swalwell, um, as of today. Swalwell, Swalwell. As of today, he's in the debates. Yes, he got one percent. Yeah, there's so many people. Um, seventeen. They're going to do it over two nights. They're going to randomly draw for uh for who's with who, so you don't end up with all the A-listers on one stage in the. What's what's the name of the mayor of Springfield in The Simpsons? Isn't it mayor mayor Quimby? Quimby. Quimby. Um, uh, sounds like a Kennedy. I like him because he sounds like a Kennedy. He openly takes graft and he wears the sash. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know what? He wears the mayor sash. So people know. Yes. Well, he's proud of his office. He doesn't hooch around like Buttigieg. Yeah, millennials not taking pride in their work. That's part of the problem. Exactly. <laughs> Who are you? Be out. Be proud. I, uh, uh, Oma. <laughs> I think they're, I understand what the Democrats are trying to do. They're trying not to do what the Republicans did, where you had like an A stage and a B stage, the kids' table. Because yeah. you had some good people that never really got, nobody saw them. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if you end up with like Bernie and Biden on different nights, that's a big mistake. You got your two clear leaders yes. not facing off. That seems like a huge mistake. It's bad politically, and the only point I care about, it's bad for my entertainment dollar. Sure. Yeah. I, I agree with the second point. I don't know if it's necessarily bad politically, though. I think if they can widow the, or I don't know what the proper term, widow, widow, widow yeah. the field down without Biden and Sanders taking each other out you first. Could, you no, can, horse you can, making a high-pitched noise, that's winny. You okay. could widow the field if you killed their spouses. <laughs> Right, right. I'm not advocating for that one. That's dark. The one of getting rid of some of the yeah. candidates is the one I'm... But yeah, so, so, so if they kind of separate their heavyweights, and they all get to beat up on the tomato can, <laughs> and then finally, then once the you get Palookas. the... Yeah, and then once all you right, get listen the, to this. Right, stop talking. The 2008 uh, Democrat, uh, 553 days out in 08, Clinton led by 9.1 points. She led for another 287 days, and then won, as we all remember. In 08, Giuliani led by 12.4, and he actually led for almost another year. I'd forgotten he was in the lead that long. Of course, you know, 553 days out was different then because significantly fewer people were paying attention. You really had to be a nut to be into it. But in 2012, Romney led by 7.9, and he led for another 112 days. Uh, 2016, Hillary won by 56 and a half. And and took it to the finish line and won her second term. <laughs> Twenty sixteen, it was Jeb by one point two. Biden isn't one of those though. I I just don't think he's one of those. I I think Biden is very Jeb like. <laughs> Great on paper, he will step on his dingus five times in the next sixty days in a serious way. Somebody start. We need a tote board. Is that because he's skinny dipping all the time? <laughs> it's an expression. Now, Trump, Trump... Stop whinnying. Trump throws so many things out of whack because he's so different and unique and precedent-breaking. Mm. Who knows how Jeb would have done without a Trump? I mean, right. Trump was the winner of that race, and it right. just no rules apply with Donald Trump. Yeah. 
armored vehicles patrolling the streets in Caracas. Is this the revolution? Is this the change? Or is this just another bloodletting? Emphatic. Maduro stays in charge. We'll see. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.